Welcome into the fifth episode of a sports podcast that captures everything you want to know as the buzzer sounds at the end of any sports game. It's Will Farlow here with you tonight on January 24th, 2018, welcoming listeners to the fifth episode of Will's Fifth Quarter Special. We are going to start the night off with various key subjects, starting with Illinois State Redbirds and where they stand in the Missouri Valley Conference play. The NFC and AFC championships finished this past weekend, leaving the Philadelphia Eagles for their chance to face off against the AFC championship New England Patriots, and we will share our favorites and predictions for that upcoming matchup. How can the newly formed Bears coaching staff try to make this team work during the upcoming NFL offseason to make it a contender? As Zach Levine and the Chicago Bulls play well together, when could we expect them to go in full rebuild mode? What are the expected timelines for trades of Nikola Meritich, Robin Lopez, and Jerry and Grant planned to take place prior to the NBA trade deadline? Hugh Darvish is expected to choose his next MLB team home this week. Could he choose to play for the Cubs on the north side? We will also touch on updates for the Chicago White Sox during their MLB offseason. And the show will close out with the original fun segment of Will's Sports Movie Moment. Now going over to the Illinois State Redbird men's basketball team. This is a Redbird team we saw last year have an impressive year. The Redbirds had a 28 record win season. You have a head coach in Dan Muller get coach of the year. Paris Lee get player of the year in the Missouri Valley Conference last year. Use five of your top eight players. We've been talking about it a lot the last few weeks here on Will's Fifth Quarter Special. This Redbird team is just trying to find their own identity with this new culture of players we're seeing. And you have a few new assistant coaches. It's a new area for the Redbirds right now. And you can just tell Dan Moeller is still very invested in this team. I mean, he took a seven-year extension to stay at Illinois State. I think that just shows a lot of respect that he has for not just the school and the programs, but for the team. So... The Redbirds, though, they lost over the weekend to the Indiana State Sycamores 84-54. Now, if you're Dan Moore, you're not happy with a loss like that, especially against a conference opponent like Indiana State. I mean, Indiana State's playing really well, but the Redbirds cannot let that happen. I mean, we saw that happen just a week or two ago at home against the Loyola Ramblers. Now, Loyola's playing a good season, so that's expected for the Redbirds to face that type of adversity after what they did last year so impressively well, but just to... Very important opening question here. The Redbirds are going to be facing the UNI Panthers tonight in MVC action on the road in Cedar Falls. So they're going to have another tough road opponent in the Missouri Valley Conference here. What can they do tonight against UNI to bounce back from that last loss? Phil Fain is one of the key players for the Redbirds this year as they lost five of their top eight players last season to transfers or graduation and... The Redbirds are also featuring key scorers in Keyshawn Evans at the backcourt position along with Madison Williams, who's finally coming into his own this year, getting <coughs> some more playing time minutes. And we've also seen Dan Moeller <coughs> using his what strong coach ability in the Missouri Valley and with his team. And we see that chemistry. I mean, they're putting Matt Hine in a few games here and there. He's trying out new things and new ingredients and... I think that's going to bode well for the Redbirds here. And I think Malik Yarbrough is just what the Redbirds were looking for. I mean, last year you had Mikhail McIntosh, 
DJ Clayton up the line with Phil Fane and Tony Wills and Paris Lee. And the Redbirds are still featuring a very, very strong team this season, I think. With the Redbirds set to host Valparaiso. Now, Valparaiso's been in the headlines this year in the Missouri Valley Conference. It's their first year in the joining the conference as Wichita State left the Missouri Valley Conference for the AAC Conference this season. And the Redbirds are going to be hosting Valparaiso for their first MVC conference faceoff on Doug Collins court between these two teams. So what can we expect the Redbirds to try and put on the court against Valparaiso Saturday night? And the Illinois State Redbirds, as we mentioned, they will be heading on the road tonight. That is a 7 p.m. tip-off against the UNI Panthers in Cedar Falls, Iowa. The Redbirds will then come home to Bloomington Normal to take on the Valparaiso Crusaders this Saturday for a 9 p.m. tip-off. We have a late one there, but it'll be one game that any Missouri Valley Conference basketball fan will want to check out. Now going into our Chicago Bears talk. The Chicago Bears now have a set coaching staff. Mike Helfrich is the new offensive coordinator. Defensive coordinator Vic Fangio will be returning to the Chicago Bears on a new three-year contract. They have a lot of new coaches. Matt Nagy just putting a solid staff together. I think that just gives a lot of credit to him, the Bears front office that we've hoped would do more, and Ryan Pace especially. The Chicago Bears as well, we noticed injury issues, and I think we just read a report that was released earlier today that they <coughs> fired their head trainer. And I think we were touching on it before uh, the show tonight that it's really important in any area of a sport, whether it be football, basketball, baseball, any sport in general, whether it's professional athletes, you need to keep them healthy. Now, I think the Chicago Bears, they've respectfully been pretty good about any injured player coming back healthy. You know, the NFL has certain rules and regulations, especially an important one in concussion protocol. I think that's very important in the sport of American football as the NFL bodes with those rule regulations. But just hitting right on it. That's obviously sending a message to Bears fans right now that what we saw with Kyle Long this year, Kevin White, maybe it's the Bears trainer, maybe it's not. But I think it's the Bears telling themselves, we don't want just a new staff. We want to have a new culture around this team. Ryan Pace obviously is trying to do that with the Bears front office right now to try and show fans we want to make this team a contender again where it once stood in the early 2000s. Not like we're not going to be the New England Patriots, but we want to be our own team. We want to be the Chicago Bears, a team that the fans in Chicago can be proud of. So I think you were just touching on it, the offseason. It's going to be very big for the Bears, and you have a lot of key holes the Bears can fill in free agency. A lot of these holes that we have to watch for right now our wide receiver, O-line, they have their offseason coming up after the Super Bowl in a few weeks. They have free agency. You have the eighth overall pick, two fourth round picks. Good trading by Ryan Pace to get an extra pick there for his team. The Chicago Bears, after the, this is after the Super Bowl in a few weeks. The Chicago Bears are getting set to start their offseason with 31 other NFL teams. They have the draft. They have free agency, undrafted free agents. The Chicago Bears will look to do that. As we mentioned, they now have a full coaching staff there on the lookout as well for a new head trainer for their team. We will keep you posted here on Will's Fifth Quarter Special with any more upcoming Bears updates and keep you posted on things throughout the upcoming NFL offseason in the next few weeks. Now going into the Chicago Bulls, they are currently underway on the road against Philadelphia. The game currently is in the second quarter with 10.33 remaining. 
The Philadelphia 76ers have the lead at 27-20 over the Chicago Bulls. We're going to hit on something a lot of fans have already seen. Zach Levine and Laurie Markkinen are obviously part of a big three to four per player trio we're seeing the Chicago Bulls wanting to feature long-term. You have Denzel Valentine, Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, and Laurie Markkinen. I think those four are just so fun to watch, and now you can see them all playing together. I think that's something a lot of Bulls fans are waiting for. I mean, we knew Zach Levine was going to have to take a little time to recover from his ACL injury, but I think this is a team that in a few years Bulls fans could be proud of, and I think just to touch on it here, they're playing the Philadelphia 76ers, and Philadelphia was in the same spot the, that the Bulls are in right now, but the Bulls are just three years behind where Philly is right now because the Philadelphia 76ers set a blueprint in the NBA. They took time to rebuild their team, trusting the process through the draft, through free agency, through smart trades, good front office moves and coaching changes. And this is a team now in Philly that's doing so well. And I think a matchup like tonight will hopefully help Fred Hoiberg's Bulls that are already looking pretty good this year. So just we're seeing consistent play from Zach Levine in his first few games with the Chicago Bulls. Laurie Markin has just been really impressive. I think he's on pace for Rookie of the Year this season. The Chicago Bulls have been in the headlines the last month or so. They're in tank mode, as a lot of NBA teams like it. I don't think team of Adam Silver likes that term very much as we're seeing them try and end that trend. But the Philadelphia 76ers were able to take advantage of that in their own favor to try and build a solid team. We saw picks like Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid come through this program in Philadelphia. And the Chicago Bulls are going to try and use that blueprint. And a lot of the players in the headlines for the upcoming NBA trade deadline, that's in February 8th. Nicole Miritich is the big ticket for the Chicago Bulls. They're looking for a first-round pick. Probably won't get a high first-round pick. For Chicago Bulls fans, I know we all want that high pick, but it's going to be hard to get a team to trade for a player like Nicole Miritich with that payroll for that pick. But you still also have Robin Lopez. And Jerry Grant's a really interesting one. He's been in the headlines the last two weeks as the Bulls are actively shopping him in trades right now and it's really interesting because there's been talk of Nikola Mirotic one of the destinations that teams see him going is to the Detroit Pistons division rival the Chicago Bulls and a lot of projected trades I know a lot of good analysts and experts will try and project a trade that could happen between the two teams has had Jerrion Grant going with Nicole Miritich to Detroit. So I think it's really interesting to hear Jerry and Grant now being shopped. So the big question here for Bulls fans, when could we expect the Bulls to trade players like Nicole Miritich, Robin Lopez, and Jerry and Grant, and what could they receive possibly in return for each player? As we mentioned, the Chicago Bulls, they are still in rebuild mode year one. They are continuing action on Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia against the Philadelphia 76ers. The Philadelphia 76ers currently still lead the game with 8.07 remaining in the first half, 30-24. Now going into the big topic all football fans want to know. Last weekend, the AFC champ and NFC Championships took place, and the games ended as the Minnesota Vikings fell to the Philadelphia Eagles, and the New England Patriots sent a stunner to the fans in Jacksonville, stunningly beating the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think of the two games, the one that was the most shocking end result was the game between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the New England Patriots. My predictions 
that from that it's just really interesting to see a team like the Jaguars do what they were able to do against the Patriots. They had an incredible defensive approach. Their defense is so incredible up the line. Their offense, aside from Blake Bortles, who's still developing, I think, in my opinion, is very sound. But after those two games, Super Bowl 52 is in two weeks here. February 4th on a Sunday, 5.30 tip-off there. We got to make predictions here because this is a matchup not a lot of people expected. A lot of people wanted to see the Jaguars or the Saints or the Vikings play on their home field. So I think it's a big stunner to NFL football fans that the New England Patriots are going to be facing off against the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Philadelphia Eagles are also without Carson Wentz. They are going to be leaning on Nick Foles to lead at the helm at quarterback. I think he has a good resume, so I wouldn't worry if I were Philadelphia Eagles fans. But I'm going to give my prediction here for the game. I like the New England Patriots. You know, they're a historic dynasty. Bill Belichick's a very well-respected coach. Now, I'd say the I don't like them because of the flake gate, but that's that's that ship has sailed, you know, for the last few years. So this is a different Patriots team. I just think the Philadelphia Eagles are more of a better structured team. You know, Chicago Bear Alshon Jeffrey just came to this team and has helped a young Carson Wentz and a veteran Nick Foles just with that receiving team. They got Jay Jay in a smart NFL trade deadline trade. And the Philadelphia Eagles team up the line I think is really good. Their offense is impressive. Their defense is pretty strong. And Doug Peterson's a very well-respected coach. And I think a lot of people have talked about it with the Bears' new head coach, Matt Nagy. A lot of coaches under Andy Reid have just turned into really good head coaches. So my prediction for the game, now the score is not going to be too blowout like some of the game, like the game we saw the Eagles had against the Vikings. But my prediction for this game is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles reigning victorious against a New England Patriots team that upset the Falcons last year. The Philadelphia Eagles coming out on top on a last-second touchdown to Alshon Jeffrey with 20 seconds remaining, winning a field goal kick attempt by Jake Elliott, 27-21 to Philadelphia Eagles. Super Bowl 52 will be kicking off Sunday evening on February 4, 2018 from U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota. 5.30 game start there. It'll be the NFC Championship winner, Philadelphia Eagles, taking on the AFC champion, New England Patriots. Brief updates in the MLB offseason. First from the Chicago Cubs. Hugh Darvish is in the headlines this morning as he reported to MLB teams that he will be choosing his next MLB team for the 2018-2019 season at the end of this week. One of those three teams that is a finalist at this point is the Chicago Cubs. We will keep you posted on things coming up with you, Darvish and the Chicago Cubs moving forward here on Will's Fifth Quarter Special. The Chicago White Sox are in the headlines this afternoon as a report just came out two hours ago about the Hall of Fame announcements for 2018, one of them featuring Chicago White Sox former player Jim Tomey. Very well respected. We congratulate him and the Chicago White Sox organization and all the other Hall of Fame winners. We will continue to keep you posted on any Chicago White Sox and Chicago Cubs offseason updates through the MLB offseason here on Will's Fifth Quarter Special. Now going into Will's Sports Movie Moment. We all have our favorite moments, not just in sports we watch, but in our own favorite sports movies. This segment gives myself and my guest co-host, as well as the listeners, a chance to pick their favorite moment 
from their favorite sports movie and compare it to modern day sports. Listeners can now hop onto the podcast Facebook page and post their own sports movie moment favorite. Fans that post their favorite sports movie moments on the page have a chance to be picked to have their favorite sports movie moment on the podcast if it is the best one we believe should be featured. I think a very interesting movie fit. Now, a lot of fans won't know this. Probably a lot of the older generation will understand it. It was a 1982 release movie in a very famous Rocky Balboa boxing movie saga. And it's a very favorite movie of mine, close to my heart. It's Rocky IV. Now, the story scene that I'm going to pick is Rocky's trainer, Apollo Creed's old trainer, Duke, comes up to his room in Russia. Rocky's training to fight Ivan Drago, a man that killed his friend, Apollo Creed, in a fight earlier in the movie. And Duke comes to talk to him, and he says, you're getting ready for this fight. You know, he's asking him how he's feeling, trying to check on him, because in any sport, you see adrenaline you feel in the nerves and the scene starts with Duke coming up to Rocky's room in the place they're staying in in Russia while Rocky's training and Duke tells him you know what you're gonna have to do you're gonna have to go through something worse than anything you've ever dreamed but when I when I see you at the end I know you're gonna be the one standing victorious I know you're gonna be the one to fight through this you have to keep Apollo Creed's spirit alive you're the one that's gonna need to do this you know what you have to do, do it. That last part of that line, I think, can go with any sports team we've talked about here tonight as Northwestern's looking to continue to find an identity they found last year in the tournament. The Illinois State team, Chicago Bears, the Bulls, any of these teams up the line. I think this movie scene and movie, the overall message that it's sending to those athletes and sports fans around the world and the country, whatever you have to do, you put your mind to it, you put your heart into it, and that confidence, true heart, conquering all, you can conquer any obstacle. And I think that bodes for any of these teams we talked about tonight and any team in the NFL, the NBA, and Major League Baseball. So that will be my sports movie moment. That is all the time we have in Episode 5 of Will's 5th Quarter Special. Tune in next time as we will have guest co-host Neil Doyle join us to help touch on Illinois State men's and women's basketball, a recap of Super Bowl 52, along with more in Chicago professional sports, followed by Will's Sports Movie Moment. Reach out to us on the Will's 5th Quarter Special podcast Facebook page and on our website contact me page at williamdfarlow.weebly.com. When the 4th Quarter buzzer sounds, turn to us for your 5th Quarter Sports Talk. I'm your host, Will Far, saying so long from Will's 5th Quarter Special.